Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo. I'm one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me is always Mr. Jack Graham, wearing a pretty little shirt today. Well, you know, I have. I, 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 we're only doing audio on this. I thought maybe we might be doing video, so I put on my my best my best wardrobe today. Put on you know? a Sunday best for a Thursday morning. Yeah, but you know, I'm here. I have this this new kind of office that I'm in now in Tennessee, and I'm looking. Uh, let's see, I'm looking east and a little bit north, and I look right out over the Smoky Mountains. And I found out, finally found out after all these years of coming here, why they're called the Smoky Mountains. Why is that? Well, you know, these mountains here are, are, I mean, they're mountains, but they're not, you know, like the Cascades or they're not like the Rockies. They're, they're, they're probably maybe as one area, two areas where there's few trees, but these mountaintops are covered with forest. And, you know, where we have a, you just have a, you know, back out west, John, you have tree lines and stuff where the oxygen is so low. Here, the trees grow over the mountains and the forests are very, very dense. And what happens is there's a chemical when it rains and the, and, and, or it's foggy or the whatever, there's a chemical that's emitted from the trees that mixes with the ozone that creates this haze. Thus, the smoky mountain, it's not really smoke. It's a haze. I've never heard that before. Created, yes, it is. Wow, you learned something new. It's a science guy. It's like learning why barns are red. You know why barns are red? I used to, but I forgot. Uh, The paint that they used to use way back, and maybe even now, had linseed oil and protective agents in it that tended to make the paint red or brownish red or something along those lines. And that's why barns are red. That's interesting, except for the blue barns. Yeah, that's true. Do you know why airplanes crash? <laughs> uh, what are the? It's an uncontrolled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyhow, there's little things that I like to know. Like I like, I, you know, I wanted to know why what causes thunder. Do you know what causes thunder? It is the. Uh, it's like a sonic boom of the of the molecules from the lightning. Yeah, molecules. exactly. What happens is that lightning. It heats up the air so hot, like ultra hot, like 20, 30,000 degrees. And that hot hits the cold and boom, that's what yeah. See, folks, cool. you not only learn about how to become the world's greatest photographer like Peterson, <laughs> but you learn about red barns and you learn about the Smoky Mountains and you learn about thunder so learn about, learn about thank thunder. you all for being here thank yeah, you you bet um, you bet i won't i won't um, teach you about oak trees out here because you know and the chemicals in oak trees yeah i know that's yeah. what causes houses to that's what causes people to live in apartments for a year exactly, houses exactly. Are being yeah. yeah yeah so yeah. jack so you you've kind of so folks for those of you listening uh we don't have a guest today it's just jack and i we've got a couple of great topics to talk about today um, but Jack's just getting settled in uh, in Tennessee finally, and I just got back from the uh, workshop on the Oregon coast, and uh, we're just finally coming back together and uh, making some more uh, making some more podcasts for you guys. Yeah, I'm settled in. It's all good. It's I think there's two, three more boxes to get done, and it's all good. And, and he knows everybody yeah. at the dump on a first name basis. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And I can <laughs> even understand good. a few of them when they talk. It's yeah. yeah. Well, Jack, you know, the the, the first topic uh, that we kind of wanted to touch on, because we've been getting some questions about it and some examples is, you know, for some, it's been around for a little while, but for some reason, it's really the proliferation of AI has really kind of taken a, a giant jet step forward in the last just few weeks, even. You know, I think Photoshop just released a beta of, of a, a generative AI tool. And it's just, it's getting a little bit nutty with the amount of quote unquote AI, even though that's sort of a generic term these days, it, it, it there's a lot of that hitting the photography market these days. It's got a lot of people talking. Yeah. It's just something that none of us are going to be able to stop, uh, it's. I think it's going to put a lot of people out of work. You know, it's going to put writers, and it's a shame, uh, kind of. Uh, but it's going to change a lot of things. And I'm not saying that it needs to be regulated like some people are, but it's scary what it, what it's going to do. You know. It's, well, I think you know, as we were we were having a chat thread yesterday, and and somebody made the the comment that it just further. In in my view, it further erodes our trust in what we see. With with being able to make such perfect replications or imitations of reality, um, they're they're almost indistinguishable from a from a photograph or from what we see with our own eyes. Yeah, we we've dealt with this, you know, with back in the day with HDR, which is when it got popular, it. it was everybody thought it was new it wasn't new they were doing hdr with film uh, many years ago but when that first started you know that was looked at as manipulation in a way and other things and you know i've grown a little bit i'd be as most of the people who know me know that i i was pretty pretty uh not angry but pretty uh, opinionated yeah, on, on on manipulation in images. And I've got really gotten to the point now where, you know, I've got bigger battles to fight. So my view is whatever you want to do, do it. Just let us know what you're doing. But now it's even more important, I think, to have that attitude. You know, I, you yeah, I think so. I, th I think there's a difference, though, between manipulation and out and out creation. Yeah, well, in a way. You know, you know it, it's just taken sort of a different step. Um, but you know what scares me? I read an article the other day where the, the people, a lot of the people that are that are leading the development of this AI technology, not just in photography, but in general, are are throwing up warning signs about, uh, you know, how, what it's going to do to humanity and society. And, and if the creators are doing that, and they're still creating it, but if they're throwing up warning flags, it just sort of uh, makes me stop and take notice. Yeah, there's all sorts of things going on. There's, you know, we get these spam calls, you know. Yeah. But we're going to, there's, people are now using AI and spam calls where they're impersonating, like they'll impersonate, for example, they'll impersonate my wife and someone will call up sounding like Linda and says, I'm stranded somewhere. Can you send me, you know, $100 oh, yeah. so I can get home? yeah. That's happening already. And in music, you know, um, AI has, I've heard recordings now with performers that are not, 
they're AI, but and they're using the name of a of a popular singer or popular musician to you know to to replicate that sound. And they're trying to sell this product, you know, as 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 the performer when it's really AI created. And it's pretty close. It's pretty good, you know. It's scary. the the technology is pretty amazing, but it's it's for me it's pretty scary for the implications for you know what it is, what it harm is. it can cause. And but, but the, we have to deal with it, and it's oh, gonna, yeah. it's going to be here. And as you know, and we'll talk about this when we talk about image reviews. You know, as 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 workshop leaders, it's quite often that people will tell us when a workshop's over that the best information they got out of the time together was in the classroom looking and dissecting images, whether they're good or bad. And, and you know, ongoing, um, you know, I, I, if people are shooting raw files, I almost want to see the raw file. Unedited raw um, files. Yeah. And if somebody wants to create an AI image as a piece of artwork, Go for it, but we need to know a that it is an AI image, and b frankly, I don't know about you, John. You could talk about it all day long. I'm not, I'm not really even going to talk about that 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 long. Um, and it's not that I'm against all of this, but I am against the truth in advertising. You know, the yeah. truth. Yeah. You know, I I need to know that it's that it's something that is is not created in a computer that is created in your mind and your eyes and your yeah. soul. And, and, and also it kind of goes to, you know, how we, we, as a, as a society generally put things in boxes or labels or whatever. And, and it, it, you know, it just creates that distinction between being a photographer and being a digital artist or a digital creationist. Won't yeah. even use the word artist because you're not doing much more than just saying words. Yeah. Create an image of a of a of a beautiful waterfall in a forest scene, you know, and the computer does it. So there's no artistry in that. Well, the one thing, John, that it's not going to be able to replicate is the experience. Oh, yeah. Where we go, and yeah. and no, it's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm I've been doing this a lot of years and. You know, I don't know how long I'm I'm going to be around. I hope for a while, but you know, the experience I know for many, many, many of our fellow uh, workshop leaders and and successful photographers in the in, in the nature field, the experience of being where we get to go and get to see and get to do and the people we get to meet that's more important than the image almost so oh not almost it is yeah so you know personally i'm not going to worry about this ai stuff too much but i'm going to be aware that it's there and uh and you know and uh and 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 deal with it Uh, we're gonna have to deal with it i'll tell you what i wouldn't want to be a food photographer right now (laughs) i wouldn't want to be a fashion photographer I wouldn't want to be a commercial photographer because, man, you know, you don't even going to need to own a camera to do that kind of work anymore. It's going to be all computerized and it's going to look like, you know, a a million dollar camera with a million dollar lens with a million dollar model. And, you know, 
it's just just the way it is you know it's some people call it progress and maybe it is yeah i was gonna Uh, say progress but somewhat sarcastically you know i mean i i remember what color you know i don't remember but what i read and, and heard from many people when color film came came on the market it was blasphemy why would anybody use color in photography it was it was horrible and look what's happened you know and I don't know. That, I mean, that's crazy to think that that color film was blasphemy because we see in color. Yeah. You know, well, may, the, maybe, maybe, maybe you know, that people say everything goes full circle. Maybe this will almost reinforce to the to the natural naturalist photographer. Huh? It's probably a bad term, but. You know, to get something that you actually see to replicate will be will be something to be proud of again. You know, and, mm-hmm. and not and not computer generated. I listen to vinyl records. Yeah, you know, and and it's not only the sound; it's it's kind of the experience of you know, sit down and listen to a record instead of skipping from track to track or stream to stream. You know, yeah, it, I... it, everything goes around. You know, and well, they, well, I, well, I think I think you might be right. You know, as as music evolved and and got, you know, CDs were perfect and streaming and high bit rate streaming and all that stuff. The the perfect side of the music distribution went one way, and then there was a whole other branch that went off to go. Let's go lo-fi or let's go analog, and I think the same thing might happen in photography, where things go perfect, more perfect with AI, but then there's going to be uh, a little bit more of a divide for people that go more um, let's call it straight out of the camera or let's yeah. call it lo-fi photography in a way where it's yeah. about the experience and the realism and the storytelling and, and that kind of stuff that you'll see these two different camps. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, we'll see. you know, it'll be an interesting time, but it's here and it's going to get even more perfected and, uh, you know, maybe maybe it's like a, a vehicle now that can go about fifty miles an hour, but in five years it's going to go five hundred miles an hour. Yeah, and three years. It'll what we're talking about now is going to be old news in two three years, oh. and that's just just the way it is. Just the way it is. Who said that? Well, that was Paul Anka. I don't yeah. think we need to go into that right now. No, no, we won't go into that. The guys so- get shirts. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, you know, you touched on it a little bit. This is a topic that that I brought up before our podcast, and I was just reflecting again on uh, the topic of image critiques. And uh, it just, I just got back from a workshop in the Oregon coast where we did one, and and just how you know over the years I've sort of fostered this community of people around me that I trust to give me honest feedback and I regularly send images to them to critique for me. How come I've never gotten any? <laughs> Only kidding. Because <laughs> uh, I can't handle it, Jack. I can't handle it. You're too honest. No. Can't no, no, no. Handle the truth. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a topic I wanted to bring up and discuss again and just kind of reinforce for folks how how important image critiques are. First, 
first as as yourself uh, critiquing your own body of work and and one of the ways that uh, I was talking with some folks last week about that is is that I and I think a lot of people do this too you know I wait two weeks to four weeks before I seriously start processing images and reviewing and critiquing my own body of work and the reason I do that is to let go of any emotional attachment from the experience because you know it's it's we have a lot of emotional baggage that we bring with us when we look at our photographs you know we remember what it felt like what it smelled like what it what it sounded like all that stuff goes into our impression of a photograph and uh, so for me to to critically look at my images i need to I need to let go of that and look at it purely as a purely as a piece of work and without my own emotional baggage associated with it. What do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, you know, it, 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 two things, and you're one hundred percent correct. Um, just, uh, just let me add that. Um, you know, you the creator of the image, I think, should be the 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 hardest critic of the image. Yeah, good point. And, and and it's really important to be really tough on yourself. And let me tell you, those of you who who've owned a camera for a year or more, you don't need to be doing this as long as I have, but a year or more. When you look at one of your photographs, you pretty much know whether you like it or not. And I'm not saying whether it's good or not. I'm saying whether you like it, because that's the ultimate thing. It's not whether I like it or John likes it. If you like it, that's what's important. And you pretty much know pretty quick whether you like it or not. That's why it really, when we when we get folks on workshops and we see them, sometimes when they put images in for review, it'll be a three-star image or a two-star or a four. <laughs> why are they keeping a three-star image? If it's, you know, people say, well, a software might come up that might someday make it good. No, it's either good or bad. Uh, but number one, you have to like it. And number two, it's really important that when you show images to other people, you know, I may look at an image from Vic on the beach in Vic in Iceland. I've been there, I don't know, many, many, many times. And I have my own impression of what I, what I like, how I like to photograph it. Someone might have a totally different way of photographing it. And it would be unfair for me to bias my, you know, my, 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 my uh, thoughts on that image based upon the way I like to photograph it. And so when, when, when I do image reviews in workshops and, and if any workshops leader, le workshop leaders are listening to this podcast, don't let your own bias on a location interfere with your your comments to your clients yeah, or either bias or just even personal preference because like i yeah. photographed the ocean one particular way and my students um presented some images last week in in a way that isn't the way i would photograph the ocean that it's not how i like it but i had to put that aside because that's the way they liked it and sometimes I see stuff and I, I say, well, I'm, I'm going to go back and shoot that. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Damn good, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But, but the, you know, doing these, um, I don't like to use the word critique 
because it's kind of a negative thing. And there's usually something that's redeeming about a photograph. You know, if uh, maybe maybe the composition's not great, but maybe the exposure is good. And uh, you know, I, I don't think um, being negative all the time is is helpful. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've seen people make pretty brash without using names some pretty brash comments. I saw. One major, 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 major and big name photographer tell us a, a, an attendee one time, if everything was different about this image, it would be great. Yeah. And that's condescending and it doesn't really get you anywhere. That, that was one of the things you taught me very early on, Jack, was that there's always something positive about an image. There is. Very and, rarely, very and, rarely you know, is, is, it, is it complete trash. We're not curing cancer here. We're not. You know, yeah. we're not solving the world's problems. And, you know, even putting the little levity into the review is probably a good thing and what have you. But you can get your point across. And and frankly, you know, I have to tell you that um, I've had people at the end of a event say, can we see your images? We saw you take a few photographs. And I don't typically take too many, but... Once in a while, I'll take a few, and I say, "Yeah, pull a card out," and they'll see that you know, if there's 20 images on that card, there's maybe one or two that are really, you know, really okay, and there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, we all nobody's 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 uh, nobody's perfect here. So nobody bats 100. percent It's really really important because art in and of itself is subjective, you know, and uh, and and and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, but it's important that your own personal uh, tastes and your personal way of doing things is is accepted and not ridiculed because it's uh, it's you're the artist. Not, 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 yeah, well, you not, know, even going back to your to your self critique uh, to to perform on yourself um, as you're reviewing your images, you know, back to my point of there's always something positive to say and. Even if you even if you completely botched an image, let's say compositionally, at least give yourself credit. Give yourself a pat on the back that maybe it's technically sound, maybe the exposure is great. Find those positive things, even in your bad images, but then also call out the things that you could have done better. That's the way we learn and grow. And you know, I always say, and those of you who are listening to this that have been with us, I've heard it many, many times. Sorry to bore you. But it's usually a very little thing that could make an image a great photograph rather than a really good photograph. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and I see it in my own work. I, sometimes I look at things and I say, boy, if I had just done this differently. Um, so, you know, it's it's really important. But it, it, it's it's really important to get feedback. Having said that, get feedback from people who know what they're talking about. Aunt Susie, who owns, a, you know, a, an iPhone and has no training or somebody on Facebook that's telling you how great your image is, they may, might not be able to spell the word photography and they're t giving you a viewpoint. And if they tell you how great it is, it may not be that great. So you really, um, seek out people who don't who, who've been around a little bit and can give you that in, 
that input, you know? Yeah, I mean, because the, the goal is not to get like or dislike opinions. It's it's to get feedback from a from a artistic and photographic knowledge, skills, and abilities perspective to grow your own vision. Because how I see an image, like I'll look at an image and I'll see it and I'll I'll interpret it as something. I'll get a feeling or a thought or a story from it. And then I send it to somebody else and they have, they interpret it completely differently and learning that that is extremely invaluable to me to, to understand how other, how my composition could possibly be interpreted other ways. You know, it just helps me grow as an artist. I love so you, Jack. You wrote a, a great article, and I'll I'll uh, post up the link on the on the show notes here on the webpage. But a great article about image critiquing that uh, came out a couple of years ago, and uh, I'll post that up. So, folks, if you want to read that, go for it. Um, it's a great it's a great read and a great something to think about, you know. And so, for you guys, you know, think about who 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 do you trust to give you great feedback on your images. Beside yeah, yourself, and, yeah, and and you know when when we do our 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 work our workshops, so when I work with people, um, you know, I, I also take into account their level of 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 uh, photography. So someone is relatively new to photography, you know, um, the way the way we review their images is uh is going to be different i i don't know i'm not going to mention the name but i'm going to tell a story and, and if you're listening you'll know who you are mm-hmm. uh, i had a, a a really great husband and wife team that did a bunch of workshops with me and we're still good friends and they uh they uh used to live in california now they live in arizona and uh, we were somewhere this is a number of years ago and the uh the 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 husband i think is a really good photographer as 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 his wife is <clears throat> and uh, we were somewhere and boy he just i don't know maybe he just didn't sleep well or he just had a bad day and his images were just not up to and i let him i i i'll kind of let him have it um i didn't yell or get nasty or anything but i was like man i said are you okay are you feeling right you I mean, these images just are really not that good. And uh, and and after we were done, you know, he came up to me and says, "Boy, you are one hundred percent correct." And I said, "Well, I didn't mean I wasn't trying to embarrass you or anything, but man, you're a better photographer than that." So, you know, we have to take into account a lot of things um, when we deal with looking at images. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was your state of mind when you took the photograph, or were you thinking about other things, or? Did your phone ring in the middle of the pressing the shutter down? And, you know, there's a whole lot of things that can go that we don't know about that when we look at an image, you know, we're ready to comment on, but they may be outside influences that maybe, maybe, maybe cause it. And they were, so I, I look at the level of the photographer. And, and again, this is not certainly not anything negative at all. It's just a, a learning experience. Oh, for sure. And, 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 and it can be painful. You know, people, oh. people, it's human nature, John. We want to be told how good we are. Oh, yeah. 
you know, I mean, and that's why sometimes people will put images. I put three images in there, just drop dead gorgeous, and it's not a whole lot to say about them. Other than boys are really great, um, but because we like to be told how good we are, and that's why people like likes on Facebook. Yeah, growth, growth, real growth you know, is relatively you don't is, learn is from rarely that. painless. You don't learn from that, and yeah. um, man, I've had I've had my images ripped to shreds by by people who I look up to as as masters in this business and they were hundred percent correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of that folks, um, if you guys, uh, Jack and I started a, a new little thing over on our YouTube channel, uh, doing image reviews of user submitted image reviews. So if you'd like us to take a look at one or two of your images, uh, and review them on our YouTube channel. Of course, we won't share your name or any information, but we'll just look at the images it is. If you would like to play with that, that would be great. We welcome your images to come in. You just send them to wetalkphoto at gmail.com, and they don't have to be don't have to be edited. They don't have to be a particular size, shape, whatever. Send us what you got, and uh, we'll get it in the rotation and get it up on uh, uh, our reviews. Yeah, and, and if we see a... I have to tell you, John, I should bring it in. If, if this was video, I'd bring it in. I got a copy of the Indiana University Alumni Magazine yesterday. Oh, sorry. And there was an article about this nature photographer person um, who uh, took a photograph of the, the bright, the moon. Excuse me. Hold on a minute. Right. A photograph of the moon and, and uh, the brightness of it, I think. Yeah, the moon was like almost as bright as the sun. And in the sky above the moon was the aurora. <laughs> now that's almost an impossible thing. I'll, I'll I'll take a picture of it on my iPhone, John. Yeah. Um, you know, so you know, if, if we if we if we get any of those um, that we know are AI or something, we, we might show them, but we're not going to spend a whole lot of time. Not on honestly. It. No, 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 no. So send it in. We talk photo, gmail.com. And, uh, if you could do a JPEG 72 DPI, probably what? 1200 longest side, thousand longest side. They don't have to be very yeah. big. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll resize it and make it all work. We're, we've got the technology to make it happen. We've got we've got that Photoshop, you know. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we Photoshop's do. Photoshop's going to be big, you know. Everybody's going to yeah, use it someday. Someday. Yeah. All yeah. right, folks. Well, I think we've bent your ear long enough for today. Uh, you know, feel free. Definitely check out our YouTube channel. We talk photo over on YouTube. Uh, we've got some interesting comment, and then when we have guests, of course, we. Uh, we video that interview as well and post that up. So we're just starting to grow that channel. And Jack, it's great to see you again. It's great to be yep. back on the air. Yep. Good. It's all good. All good. Well, thank you all. And um, and we'll see you next time. And thank you for taking some time again to listen to John and I uh, pontificate. Yes. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.